0: Hi, Maureen. Well, it's the eve of a big day here?
1: Uh-uh. I have a better joke.
0: Ah, uh, fine.
1: Um, I just have to remember it. Hang on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, today's actually a day of mourning, Maureen. Not a day of celebration. Um. No? Someone really Why? important died, and this will be maybe, like, a little, uh, outdated by the time this comes out, because we do have, like, a week worth of podcast recorded before this, but, um... The world did lose one of its brightest stars. Who? Thurston Waffles. Excuse me? Thurston Waffles the cat? (gasps) Yeah. No Like people like forgot all about it because I don't know, the queen died or something on the same day. So like everyone was paying attention about that, but Thurston Waffles passed away oh no I know anyway it also is the eve of a celebration for us
0: yes yes it is the eve of a celebration because um of the Ninth" by Tam mirror comes uh out tomorrow
1: mm-hmm. my book and will ship tomorrow I'm...
0: yeah I'm um, rapid excitement uh, shout out shout out to my girlfriend Katie bless her soul for uh, humoring me and letting me drag her to a couple bookstores just in case they had it out a day early. And I was only planning on going to one bookstore and it definitely wasn't there. And then uh, Katie was like, you want to go to another? And so we went to Barnes & Noble and I'm like, hey, you got a copy you want to sell me? And they're like, as I guess we who, have it, but we're not putting it out yet. As, yeah,
1: some new <clears throat> works and new releases, it's pretty harsh. They're pretty strict about that.
0: Uh, it depends on the series. I, I get Warrior Cat books early sometimes. Some people have already set out their Nona books. Mm. I've seen people getting them. So I figured it was worth a shot because Probably depends I had on a pre order. Yeah. Um, but I had a pre order and they're like, oh, it's actually not going to get to the store for another 9 to 12 business days. And I'm like, excuse me? I pre ordered. Mm-hmm. You should have one ready behind the counter for me. So instead, I'm actually going to send my brother. In the morning, because I have therapy tomorrow. Mm. And so I can't take a long lunch to go get Nona, because I have to take a long lunch to go to therapy. Mm. So and, therapy. Uh, Right, yeah. So I'm going to send my brother with my credit card here. Go get me this book. I want you to have that book in your hands. And then once you have that book in your hands, you can find yourself a manga Under twenty dollars that I will treat you to. What a giving sister! My location will have twenty copies tomorrow, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna shake him out of bed and get him on the road so he gets there when it opens, and he's gonna get that book for me. Fighting every
1: lesbian um, on the corner for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm gonna send him with um, yeah, a a lesbian stick to just kind of. You know poke them away like an alligator
1: <laughs> mine like i have mine pre-ordered but it just like back order and i'm like okay i hope that means just pre-ordered queens because if this isn't coming i will end myself but i'm also not going to order another because i'm trying to save money
0: so uh see i actually ordered the Illumicrate. no i know you did I got. <laughs> and i'm very excited but that's probably not going to come for a while mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I just, yeah, I like I'm know. Super stoked.
1: If I get like really desperate, I'll just buy the audiobook. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. Or the ebook. Yeah. But I prefer to Cause read. Because those them. are dropping at midnight, I think. I prefer to read my paper um, copies. It's like an Yeah, I do. Text. I do love a paper copy.
1: Um, speaking <sighs> of reading, are you reading anything right now?
0: Well, I just finished a lovely little book um, called Home Field Advantage. By da, uh, Dahlia Adler, mm-hmm. and it's uh, YA queer romance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amber is a cheerleader in her junior year, and she's really uh, hoping for next year to be the cheer captain of the team. Ooh,
1: I love a So she wants to be the
0: cheer captain. So, well, she's not straight. She's, she's not really sure exactly what she is, but Oh, she's not questioning. straight. Love a questioning. Yeah, yeah. She knows she likes girls. She's like, Maybe I'm bi, but also I don't like boys. So <laughs> I think um, a lot of a lot
1: of uh of yeah. LW go through that phase and you know what? No matter yeah, who you I did. end up liking For it's, too long. it's totally an appropriate phase to be in, even if you do end up Yeah with someone who's male identifying or you don't. Or you just are like, you know, I know some people went through that phase and end up being ace, like
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's all good, yeah. But anyway, so um, their quarterback um, passed in a drunk driving incident. Oh Jesus! And the school is mourning him. That's like almost like that happened in my high school, dude. Not a drunk driving accident, but it
1: was a yeah. driving accident. Mm.
0: Um, but I mean, he's got some he's got some uh, shady stuff around him that are uh, that uh he caused a lot of grief for our protagonist. So yeah. it's kind of a uh, he was kind of an awful guy. But everybody's like, you know, he died, so he's a saint, and um, so they get a new quarterback, uh, Jack Walsh, who turns out to be Jacqueline.
1: she, she like transfer? Jacqueline, this isn't Walsh. how high school football works.
0: Like, what do you mean? Well, she's she's um, was she on the team? She transfers to school to play on the team.
1: Because okay, her school I'll would never have let her. my disbelief. She okay, I will... she
0: really, really wanted to play football yeah. and she they're in Florida, so her school wasn't gonna let her play. Right. And she found a school that had a bad enough team that was desperate enough right. that they were gonna let her play. And um the guys in the team are awful about it. A lot of the other kids in the school are awful about it. But man, she's really hot and she's got some nice arms um (laughs) always um so yeah we got a the you know cheerleader and the quarterback nice one little it's it's fun I I I had a good time it was it was fun
1: I love a classic romance with um through a a gay lens love that
0: Mm mm-hmm always here for it. how about you did
1: you read anything I haven't I've been trying to wrap up what I have been reading mainly because Nona is coming out and I don't want to start anything new um so yeah. I've been slowly chipping away on some books I've started but I haven't finished like I'm still working through I will say I'm still working through um American Cult and I like had to like put it down because the chapter about um oh shoot I feel awful uh, about Jonestown because I've heard about oh, Jonestown yeah. but um yeah this was through a lens and uh that I had never like really heard a perspective I'd never heard. Uh, because, yeah. Um because uh, um basically the way it was reported is that um trigger warning um you know a lot of folks g- took their lives is what's claimed. Um but the first like responder, like one of the first people that like, you know, found the people was like, mm, not based on all of the injuries we were seeing. Actually, the majority yeah. of injuries um are don't look like ones that were self inflicted. Which I was like, oh, like because you know I got a very Americanized, Westernized, and also the fact that there were like a thousand people and they only found like nine hundred bodies is like okay, what happened to what um. And the fact that a majority of the victims, like I did know that it was, it was women and children and specifically black women and children. Like it's, and I think that might be why it is, um, misconstrued a lot. And it's just, it's an upsetting story. And a lot of those stories obviously in the book are upsetting, but, uh, that one just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. So I've been slowly trying to trip away through that book. Also, I'm going to be careful not to like (laughs) touch anything in my closet because it's been a little bit of a DIY situation here here's um being a homeowner is really fun here's my broken window screen here's my broken nice. lines and here's my broken nice. trash can cover um nice. all just behind me to the sides i'm gonna try not to lean back there and create the worst noise let's make some good noises instead
0: yeah because i'm Emberheart, and i'm Tingleton. and this is warrior cats what is that
1: <laughs> I just want you to know who we lost.
0: Is he from Thurston County? I don't know where his name came from. Oh, he's beautiful. Oh, he um, went out on a leash? Yeah. Wow, that is, that's fun. Okay. Yeah. RIP.
1: Last time. Last time. We, well, we got some kidlets. Oh, yeah. And... We found children. Like, welcome to the, welcome to the club. Welcome to Thunder Clan. We might kick you out, if you end up not being cool. But you can stay for now. And then, some drama happened. I genuinely don't remember because I didn't write my notes yet for last time because I haven't ended the last episode yet.
0: Fair. Um, we ended up in River Clan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hmm. And we found uh, we found what we think is probably like an oil barrel or like a like a toxic waste barrel.
1: Right, right. We identified that like some sort of canister, very much like an oil. I very much believe this was a petrol situation. I probably <laughs> should hanker down on the British jokes. Y'all are having like a weird time right now, aren't you? Yeah, it's gotta be weird. <laughs> anyway. So, we found out that we were being put. Po- it wasn't- it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't, uh, Hawkfrost, but he did manage to be obnoxious about it. Like, yeah. Hawkfrost didn't cause this, but he did manage to be, like, the worst about it. Naturally. Just, like, that amazement. Like, wow, he didn't cause this, and he didn't cause the last thing, but I feel like this is giving him ideas- he's still managing to be terrible so skedaddle dude well we're
0: back in the medicine den oh sick yeah mothwing says no one has died but heavy step has fallen ill
1: that's pretty good honestly i i was a little worried about that little little one
0: yeah well she gave him yarrow and he doesn't seem as sick and heavy step had been carrying the dead cat when Leafpool arrived, so he could have picked up the poison from that. Maybe he didn't get it, like, as
1: directly, though, because I suppose it was on their fur. Yeah. Like, it was somewhere that the cat couldn't clean it off, like, on their back. But he doesn't like, seem as sick does. as
0: the others, so.
1: Yeah, so I think he probably didn't have as direct contact, because I feel like, I mean.
0: Well, Hawkfrost also helped him, but Hawkfrost seemed fine. But, I mean, I was he's so rotten to the core. Like, what? I'm just gonna shove. Poison...
1: No, that's evil. I'm sorry. I can't talk about drowning. I, I can't talk about shoving a cat's head in a toilet or in like an oil slick. That's actually mean.
0: Well, he's a poisonous man, so no poison's gonna affect him. Okay, hot. Uh,
1: like, we're talking about Tangle Tongue, Brenna. Tangle Tongue, Brenna could do that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Brenna, human Brenna cannot. No.
0: Well, Leafpool tells Mothwing what they found, and Mothwing shuddered, so it was Two Legs who brought the trouble. Hey, but
1: you know what, girl? You did everything right. Yeah. Yeah. I really think, I really don't, and and to be fair, she caught it pretty early. Yeah. As early as she could have, and she was like, I am a little bit um outmatched here yeah and she called for backup yeah. i genuinely i think she handled this appropriately yeah i agree because we, we've discussed it before she really didn't have as much of a mentoring time
0: no she to put leafpool
1: not. in the same situation without uh cinderpelt
0: probably would have gone down similar yeah and i mean leafpool had more training than Mothwing. Mm-hmm. so yeah so, Leafpool had barely started to check on Dawnflower when she sees movement. Oh. A kit is standing at the other end of the line of sick cats. Hi, my name is Joey. I just want to my sisters, okay? Well, it's an older kit, and she doesn't look oh. ill at all.
1: Hi, my name is Susan. I'm just here to check out my little boss, Joey. I not know where these cats I'm not good at making up warrior names on the You're spot. Not. Jerry Kit and Susan Kit,
0: (laughs) or no, she be she be Susan Paw. No, she's a Kit. Oh, she's still a Kit. Okay, but an older Kit, so probably close to mentor age.
1: I'm almost a Paw. I'll be named Black Eyes Susan because that's the only name
0: I can have. Okay. Well, she's calling urgently for mothwing and Leafpool follows and asks who that is. Your friend, Mothwing, is that your co cool friend? No, leave. Jeez, your, your kid brother is dying. Uh, Joey has such a bad game. he can die. Oh my god. Well, Willow Mothling says, her eyes glowing with affection. She's Moss Pelt's daughter, and she comes to help and already knows nearly all of the herbs. Oh! Oh! And I pick her up and I say, you're who I was talking
1: about last time. When I was like, how do we know which one's going to be the next yeah. one? right here. <laughs> and I just fluff her up. I, I can't imagine. I don't know why. Every cat, maybe this is because I'm thinking of willow pelt, but I think, like, every cat um, who has, like, a tree name, I just imagine them very fluffy. I don't know why. Yeah. She can like, be Like, I just think, when cats have, like, tree, unless it's, like, birch or something, I just think long-haired, because it, it makes me think, like,
0: you know, willow leaves are very voluminous. Yeah. Anyway. Hi! Well, Mothwing introduces Willowkit to Leafpool, and Willowkit dips her head respectfully, but urges Mothwing Hi. to check on Beachpaw.
1: Willowkit's like, I talk to gods, and she's like, nice. I, okay, yeah, this one's gonna be your apprentice.
0: <laughs> well, Beachpaw is laying flat, limbs splayed out. Clawing feebly at the ground. No. His chest heaved. That'd be cute if it wasn't so sad. (laughs) His chest heaved as he struggled to breathe. His eyes were wide and glazed. Mothwing had given him juniper, which should have helped his breathing. She wishes they had coltsfoot leaves. But there's no point wishing for an herb that was out of season. And Beechpaw's efforts to breathe were growing weaker. If they didn't think of something Uh, soon, he will die. I know it's, like,
1: messed up, but, like, what if you just punch him in the tummy once? Just, like, mm, like the Heimlich? Like, I don't know, if you need to make him throw up, if that's a big issue, like, I feel like, like, kids do Heimlichs on babies. I think if it will save their lives, you are allowed to forcefully hit a kid's tummy. Okay. But in, like, a Heimlich way. Don't just, like, don't just, like, punch a kid. You know what I mean? Like, do the Heimlich. Um, I'm, like, I feel like if I ever, like, I would love to get, like, uh, like, my first aid, like, certification. I feel like if anyone listens to this podcast, they'd be like, no, you can't. Just because you said that, you described the Heimlich as punching. I'm like, I know it's not, but, like,
0: better a broken rib than dead. Yes. Well, Leafpool thinks maybe this is a new problem, not caused by the two-leg stuff. But Beachpaw doesn't have time for them to find the answer. Could his esophagus be messed up? Leafpool asks if something could be stuck in his throat. Ah! Mothwing holds his jaws open as he struggled against her, and Leafpool looks. There's something down there. But it's so far. Let me try. Instantly Willowkit stuck <laughs> her slender paw down Beachpaw's throat. And she with Okay, that's a
1: better This is a better solution. I was like thinking maybe we get a stick to get the stick out and then, nope. but I think a tiny a tiny child hand. Yeah, a tiny you child know, it's, hand. You know it's messed it's messed up cuz I know there was like this um murder that happened like in like the 1800s, 1700s in London. And you know, back in the day before, like, people called 911 because they didn't have phones, yeah. and like, this, like, the they were like, ah, the shopkeep isn't opening up. Uh, errand boy, climb, you're the only one who can climb into the small window above the door, go in and unlock it. And he did, and like, fell into like a horrific murder scene. And he was like, all right, the door's unlocked, and I'm definitely not changed forever. <laughs> like, this, like, 11 year old errand boy, because. They just let kids do whatever at that point. Um, Also, I feel like this is... um, Child labor laws maybe should come into play for... Like, I know it would maybe mess up our training a little bit in Warrior Cats, but I think, like, there's a difference between chores and child labor. I feel like making... Ah, oh, she volunteered, but
0: also, jeez. Oh, okay. I mean, yep. she just kind of stuck her paw down in. She did a yeah, really I ask Yeah, I suppose she didn't really permission. give him
1: a chance to say yay or nay. She just kind of went for it, and you know what? That's a can-do attitude we need in this clan. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the what we want to see rah, in a River Clan. Well, she withdraws her paw with a wad of half-chewed yarrow leaves in her claws. Oh. So he was just choking on medicine.
1: That happens. Yeah. We gotta chew this here. I I, I, she chews it up and she's like,
0: oh, it would make me throw up. (laughs) Well done, Leafpool praises. Beechpaw collapses, gulping great gasping breaths. Willowkit fetches him water. Mothwing touches Willowkit's shoulder with her tail. You saved Beechpaw's life, she tells her, and she'll make sure that he knows that when he wakes up. Willowkit asked if that's what it feels like to be a medicine cat. It's the best thing ever.
1: Oh, God. What's going to happen to this kid?
0: Either they're going to be the next
1: medicine cat, or they're or they're not going to make it out of this book. <laughs> Don't make faces like that, Maureen! You know I hate it when the kids die! Hawkfrost? Hawkfrost? I'm looking at you. Hawkfrost, I'm looking at you. Don't ruin your sister's life just because your life sucks.
0: Well, Leafpool says she knows. She remembers the first time she put Burdock Root on a rat bite. She could hardly believe it when the wound started healing. And Moth- This is an
1: insane comparison.
0: Well, Moth I'm Wing- just
1: saying, there's a difference between, like, a child doing CPR and someone putting a band-aid. A little plaster on a cut, like.
0: Well, Mothwing tells her not to forget how she saved Reedwhisker's life. She was only an apprentice then. Which she did back, you know, with spotted leaf hovering over her. But, you know. Leafpool blinks warmly at her. Still cool. Leafpool tells Willowkit that there's no feeling like being able to help her clanmates. And she can't think of any other way she'd rather live her life. Remember this, Leafpool. Maybe remember this when you're, uh... And making decisions later. Wait, what are we remembering for Leafpool? She can't think of any other way she'd rather live her life.
1: You know, if they got rid of, like, I don't know, why did we come up with this rule again
0: that Medicine Cat <sighs> can't? Because one Medicine Cat had four children and felt overwhelmed, but, like, she probably actually had, like, ADHD. And, like, you know, had some other, like... Oh, so people weren't helping her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It sounds like she was in a bad clan, and we shouldn't take examples. Or is she... I don't even know. It was, like... Anyway, she gave her children away to the other clans. And was like, oh, you're all gonna... You're all gonna unite the clans, because there's one of you in each of them. And you know what? They didn't. (laughs) But, um then she's like medicine cat can have kids. I wouldn't either, but I mean, I think like like maybe like okay, mothwing shouldn't have kids right now because she's the only medicine cat. But Cinderpelt? Yeah, has there's work life balance. Yeah, yeah Cinderpelt, Cinderpelt
1: can have a baby. There's two medicine cats. I don't cats think so, right now. Cinderpelt wants to have kids, but But
0: you know, it's like right now when she, when you know she yeah. has a fully a, a fully, you know, trained medicine cat. That's
1: a decision that's a choice that like any person who just like actually plans to have children and people who don't plan to have children like yeah has to figure out like even people who have like oops babies they have to you know yeah figure that stuff out like okay I have to keep working and so does my partner or maybe you don't have a partner so how are we gonna you know, care for this child. And sometimes that means you need to go get assistance or you need to hang out with some family
0: like it. Yeah. And I mean, the clan, you know, it's, you know, it takes a village for them. You know, everybody's helping everyone with their kids anyways, you know? Yeah. So there's, it's not like
1: you could plan it. Like another mom is pregnant, getting pregnant, like get pregnant quick after her so she can, you know, help feed if you can't, like, if that's like or you know, worst case scenario, we're always supposed to help kids. If there's no other moms in your clan, and there's no choice. Then
0: we, we have to still go be find able to... a mother. It's not
1: like we have to find a queen. You know, I'm sure a queen would be like, "Yeah, of course I'll help you feed your kids."
0: Like that's yeah. literally in the rules. I mean, I mean, I think I think it, it boils down to if you have an if you've trained an apprentice and you have two full medicine cats in your clan, there should be no reason why. You can't have a child. You know? I mean, I think, Mm. you know, they, they talk about it as, like, bias. Where it's like, oh, but you'll care for your children more. But it's like, okay, but you have siblings and parents, too, that you, you know would care for. Yeah, and And it's like... You're supposed to put kids first anyways, no matter if it's yours or anybody else's. So why should this be an issue? And
1: I've seen how relationships play out. How do we know that they're not going to poison their spouse the first chance they get? Like, if anything, we should be worrying more about, like, the donors on the side of this. Like, if the medicine cat is, like, a dude, be like, all right, she has to go to the other doctor from now on. Or, you know, like... I understand, like, it's part of their lore, and it's, you know, it's a, it, it
0: makes it interesting. Yeah, it definitely sets up a lot of conflict, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: and that's what we need. We need easy conflict that doesn't involve
0: Brambleclaw. <laughs> so, Mothwing teases that she can't save lives every day. There are routine jobs to do, too. But those jobs are important, aren't they? Willowkit asks. Of course, Mothwing assures her, and she has an important job for her now. She can stay here with Beachpaw and call Mothwing if there's any change in his breathing. Yes, Mothwing, Willowkit says, and settles beside the apprentice, eyes fixed intently on his sleeping She's form. God. yes, finally! Mothwing and Leafpool leave to check the other cats. And Leafful wonders if Mothwing found the perfect apprentice, but then asks herself what you were asking, how Mothwing could even train an apprentice, and she can't pass along any knowledge of Clan. But she can't think about well, this now. We have sick cats.
1: Yeah, like, we have a lot of things right now. We can't, like, yeah,
0: let's... We're just gonna let that slip across our mind. Let's just, that's a, that's a question for Later. This kit isn't even ready to be an apprentice yet, so we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, maybe we should let her develop her frontal lobe. Well, all of them are sleeping, and Leafpool starts to believe that they all will recover. Yay! Last they come to the kits. The little gray tom was sleeping, and Minnowkit had her eyes open. I'm hungry, she wailed. Yes! Leafpool says that's a good sign. It means the poison's gone. Mothwing tells her that her mother can't feed her right now, but she can get a drink of water. Minnowkit totters over to the stream and laps at the water, and Leafpool keeps an eye on her in case she lost her balance and fell in. Leafpool? Mothwing's voice is tight and quiet. What happened? We must have been too late with the yarrow. Mothwing says, eyes dull with grief. She's dead. Mothwing is right. The third kit had gone to join the ranks of Star Clan. Oh,
1: God. I told you I hate this. Why don't you rewrite the books for me and Kits Don't Die?
0: Because then we'd uh, lose. Least... I have so many cats. That I'd have to write with. Fine. Minnowkit was staggering back up the bank. Leafpool whispers to Mothwing not to say anything. They'll be stronger in the morning, and maybe da- Dawnflower will be awake to comfort them. Minnowkit settles herself back into the moss nest. Leafpool asks her if her and her littermates found anything unusual when they left camp. Because remember, they had, uh, they'd done a little prison break.
1: Right. This just sucks. What are they gonna do? Are they just gonna do, like, are they just gonna pull, like, the airplane thing where they give him, like, a little whiskey and put in a newspaper over his tiny little baby face? And, and be like, yeah,
0: she's just sleeping, guys. I guess. They're just not moving her right now. Oh, God. We should maybe move her, because, like, that's messed up. Yeah.
1: But I also get it. They don't want to make the other kids
0: panic. Minnowkit asks how she knows about that. Leafpool says she's seen it. Did they touch it? She adds that they won't get in trouble. Minnowkit says that they did. They played at running through it and making paw prints in the grass. Oh. Then she dared Pebblekit to drink some. No! Mothwing draws in a shocked breath. How could she be so mouse-brained? And Leafpool silences kid. her with a glance. And asks if he drank it. Minnowket says they all did. Mothwing asks if she knows that that's what made them ill. The face I just made. <laughs> Minnowket stares in dismay. They didn't know.
1: I for sure- I, like, legitimately did a double take, and it sucks that this is an audio-only, like, thing, because, like, when you said that they all drank it, I was like...
0: (laughs) Minnowkit closes her eyes. Then she blinks them open again. Is this all my fault? No! Baby, no! God, we need to get the dead kid out of here. Leafpool shakes her head. There will be time enough for Kit to blame herself when she found out her sister was dead. Stop! Jesus! No, little one, Leafpool says. Go to sleep now. Mothwing hisses that she doesn't know how Leafpool can be so kind to them. She'd like to claw their ears off. All this trouble. Cat's dead! Leafpool says she wouldn't really hurt them. They're only kits. They didn't know. And Dawnflower probably got the poison from them. But the others probably picked it up on tainted prey themselves. Mothwing knows, and her jaws part in a yawn. Leafpool tells her to get some sleep. She'll keep watch and wake her at moon high.
1: I mean, you should probably, like, do your... Girl, you should get home.
0: Leafpool looks at the sick cats. All were sleeping quietly, even Beachpaw. Leafpool tells Willowkit that he's doing fine and that she'll look after him now. She can go back to the nursery and make sure she tells her mother how well she did. Willowkit dips her head, eyes shining, and dashes back up the bank. Leafpool settles down beside the sleeping apprentice, and the stars blazed above her around the almost full moon. A surge of thankfulness that the sicknesses in Riverclan seem to be under control. Rushes through her, and only then did she realize that she had completely forgotten to meet Crowfeather at twilight. <laughs>
1: I mean, oh, oh, Aw. mm. well, too bad if he can't like realize that your job comes first he is not right for you yeah a good man will always understand that your career comes first girly your education comes first everything you come first and he should, should leave you alone well yes he should entirely leave you alone but like if we're gonna do this yeah he better not he better not do be a crow feather about this <laughs> You haven't
0: given him a rating, uh, any points. Well, that's
1: because like everything has been kind of neutral, to be honest. Because I'm kind of like, all right, they're both participating in this stupid forbidden romance, so I can't like give him negative points for like doing something she's actively being like, yeah, about. So like, (laughs) she's she's fully like consenting and happy about it, and like,
0: yeah, jazz. Dare I say that makes sense? So would you
1: like to hit me with a cat fact? (laughs) Yeah, alright, so, guys, it's time to revisit Our Dumb Friends League. <laughs> Do you our, remember that? Our what? So, Our Dumb Friends League was a advocate for um, uh, animal welfare that was, like, founded in the late 1800s, um, early 1900s. I've mentioned it. I swear to God I've mentioned it. Um, I will dip into that, like, in more detail. I, like, I swear I've mentioned it before. But it's, like, something I really can't get into unless everyone wants a full history lesson, which I was not fully prepared to go into, (laughs) because today, instead, I'm focusing on the first cat recipient of a Blue Cross Award.
0: Oh, all right.
1: Blue Cross Award was originally created to honor people uh, for acts of bravery or selflessness in the, uh, like, lieu of animal welfare. Um, Okay. One of the first recipients of this was someone who um, rescued a bunch of horses um, from, like, basically a fire during a bombing during a war in 1917. Um, The first non-human recipient... A um, little bit interesting because, like, the Guinness World Records says one thing, and then the actual Blue Cross website says another thing. Um, oh. But from what I found, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Guinness uh, World Records. Is uh, La, I'm gonna Lecloche, I believe the name is. Okay. Uh, they are. They were a um a dog who uh, got the award in 1940. He was on a steamer in uh, a French steamer called the SS Mechanus or Meknes, Um And it was uh, torpedoed uh, off the, the, um, the uh, border of the UK, the mm-hmm. coast of the UK. And uh, he jumped off of the ship to save his owner, who was a Frenchman who did not know how to swim. Oh, so he got the first, uh, you know, Blue Cross for saving his owner. And he was the first non-human recipient. Okay. And the first cat recipient. Um, that would be a 19-year-old cat oh. named Jim. Jim! In, in 1942 uh, uh, the coffee's or it's C-O-F-F-E-Y. Uh, lived in Malden, UK, and their house caught on fire in the middle of the night.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: were asleep. This was 1942. We didn't have things like fire alarms. The best you could hope for was neighbors would see and hopefully wake you up. Uh, and, you know, inhalation. If you, you know, breathe in enough smoke, you can yeah. pass away before the fire even gets to you. Ninety-year-old uh, Jim, the cat, was like, Up! <laughs> get off <laughs> we gotta go and I couldn't like find a lot of details about like what actually happened but I do know he woke up his owners and they got out of the house um, and uh, in that same year uh, uh fluff who was a dog uh helped her family get out of their house when it was bombed during um oh. world War one yeah. obviously. Or World War II was happening at this point. So shout out to Jim. And this is an award that is still ongoing. Um, uh-huh. And we have uh, quite a few recipients. Uh, quite a few of them are dogs um, throughout the years. But in 2020, we did have another cat who won the oh. award. And that is Carrots.
0: Carrots?
1: Carrots is a blind... Therapy cat, Aww. um, and uh, carrots uh, won the award for bringing comfort to patients and you know their loved ones at the Mer- Mary Curie Hospice in Bradford.
0: Oh, um,
1: and a little bit about carrots. She kind of got started in her career because uh, her owner, oh, sorry, carrots is a boy. Excuse me, his owner, Katie Lloyd, um, got a a brain tumor and um like she noticed that carrots was like very like loving and would visit her and give her a lot of comfort and so they continued it on um and she uh uh, katie who uh owns carrots um actually runs a local cat rescue and took in carrots as um just a kitten and uh i believe he uh grew up blind i I think he had a certain condition that caused him to uh, go blind and um he would you know visit her and like make her feel so happy when she was receiving her therapy and um during the so he would go and continue on to visit people and, like, would help people relax and just be happy at the hospice. And even during the uh, uh, on the ongoing pandemic, um, he would, uh, since he was unable to go and see his friends at the hospice, obviously, because of COVID regulations, yeah. he would write letters and Aww. sign them with a little paw print. Aww. So he won the award in 2020. Um, and uh, you can... Nominate, um, the nominations are closed this year. Um, but you can nominate an animal that you believe deserves this award. Um, the regulations are listed on their site, or I should say the criteria is on the site. Um, but basically, the questions they ask, has this pet done something to change or save someone's life? And I'm like, okay, every pet can do that. <laughs> um, like every, I feel like every pet, um, it will be judged on like the uh story's merits um even if they are linked with another like organization or have someone else's backing it up that doesn't mean they'll necessarily win. Um yeah. and you know what is their background like Carrot's obviously they are a blind cat and mm-hmm. he you know got through that adversity um have they shown remarkable courage or coped with tragedy and um and they might uh Usually if someone has already previously received awards or been recognized, they might consider unrecognized heroes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I like those last point, judges will consider their emotional response to the story. So if you can get a good cry in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is one of the, the world's first, uh, cat to receive a blue cross award. And also, the latest cat to receive one. Um, and it seems there's been, there's been like, like, there's been like eight, like eight to nine recipients overall. I think they like stopped doing it until like recently they've done it more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will have it all linked. Check it out. If you believe you have an animal who qualifies and they should be recognized, um, go for it. Nice. And I don't know if this is only UK based. Um, I know that the Blue Cross medal like started out in the UK and a lot of the winners have been from the UK but mm-mm. go for it. That isn't in the criteria anywhere that I see.
0: Alright. Are you ready? Ready to see what our other sister's up to?
1: Yes, thank god. I was so worried we were about to go spend time with up there and I was emotionally ready for that tonight.
0: No. We're going to Squirrel Flight. It's still not great.
1: Alright.
0: Oh, so Squirrel Flight hadn't left camp intending to hunt. She had actually set off with Ash and Birchpaw to the clearing that Brightheart had found. So they were gonna go all train together. When they left the tunnel, Brambleclaw was returning from training with Spider Leg and Rain Whisker. He stopped and asked Squirrel Flight where she was going and Squirrelflight decided to ignore his aggressive tone. Because she was going to be the bigger person here. Good. She says that Ashfur was going to teach Birchpaw some fighting moves, and she thought she'd go help out. Well, she thought wrong, Brambleclaw snapped. Ashfur is Birchpaw's mentor, not her. If she's looking for something to do, the elders need their pelts checked for ticks.
1: Once again, King,
0: who died and made you deputy?
1: Yeah. Do you want to have the discussion with my dad? You know, let's go. no, 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 no. You seem like you have a lot of big, 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 big words. You got a lot of got a lot of things you want to say. You want to say them? Come you on, don't want King. To order his Come on, around. big boy. Let's go say the words to my dad. Let's go talk to my dad. You know what? Let's see what he thinks I should do. Come on. No, 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 no. Why are you so shy? Why are you so, so demure all of a sudden? Come on. Come on. God, this kid is like, I'm like, this is my Joker era. Like I'm turning into Heath Ledger right now. Like I'm turning into a method actor and I don't want to. Like (laughs) he's driving me insane. Like I've A little bit personal, but like there was a time in my life where I was at work and I was obviously the more experienced person in my role and an older man was brought in on a temporary, on a temporary situation and like maybe I'm being like, like triggered because it just reminds me of how that person would talk to me and like question me. Where I'm just like, I know more than you. I know what I'm doing. And I know that Squirrel Flight is technically, um, junior to Brambleclaw. But... That...
0: I mean, I had that same thing in the paper. I sat next <sighs> to the news assistant, who was an old man. And people would come in and say, go see the news assistant. And people would walk in and come to me. And I'm like... Excuse me? I don't think so. Like, don't talk to me. I'm not here. Anyway. Uh. Well, Squirrel Flight drew her lips back. Don't order me around. Then stop being so irresponsible. Right. Bramble snapped. There's still a lot to Let's do. Let's talk about. <laughs> 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 really Come back here! And he here. Into camp. Let's talk about irresponsibility.
1: Ooh, I want to kill him.
0: He's gone. So Ashford says they better go by themselves. There's no point making trouble.
1: <laughs> was like, is this what it's like being a warrior? No, no, no. It's only like this one being a warrior if you have a lot of unresolved tension with a senior warrior.
0: Well, I remember Birchkid is the one who accidentally tumbled in between them with an <laughs> arms. Oh God, just, <laughs> this poor child!
1: This kid—they're gonna turn this kid into like a celibate monk on accident. He's like—he's like I wanted to be a warrior, nah, but he's good.
0: I hope so because he's just like. It's some a... good influence, too, here. Squirrelflight points out that it's Brambleclaw making all the trouble. But Ashford may also be right. She says she'll see him later. But she's not checking the elders for ticks. She's not going to let Brambleclaw think he can tell her what to do. And as she bounded away, she realized that Bramble's Brambleclaw's actions make a little more sense when she thinks about it.
1: I hope. I kind of want. He must... What if she ran into Crowfeather?
0: <laughs> Can I rant about my ex-boyfriend? What? Uh, where's your sister? <laughs> I don't love, love sister. Her? Did she send you? <laughs> no, well, she realizes that he must be jealous that Ashfur was chosen to mentor Birchkit. And maybe because she was spending time with Ashfur instead of him. Jealousy's
1: a sin. But... Get over it.
0: He had made it perfectly clear how he felt about her, so he had no right to act like a bee-stung badger, which is a great saying that I wish they used more in this series. What? Say it again. A bee-stung badger.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Flight decided to hunt for a while. She wouldn't give Brambleclaw the satisfaction of telling her off again for neglecting her warrior duties. But I mean, honestly, like, if you're teaching battle moves, you need another Like, it's person. good to have a yeah. partner for That's that. That's what I was gonna- yeah. I was gonna say. I'm
1: like, I'm the dummy, dude. I'm the dummy. You're here. not just gonna punch the kid. Like, I mean, <laughs> I just... mean, Brambleclaw might. Brambleclaw, how would have you trained I him? I would have just punched him. See, this is why you weren't chosen. Yeah. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy, my dude.
0: <sighs> Suddenly- she smells Shadow Clan. She's close to the border. And she hears fierce snarling followed by a screech.
1: What was that? Had she
0: crossed the border by mistake again?
1: She's like looking around. She's like sniffing. She's like, come on, I can't do this again.
0: Two cats crash from the bl- 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 Uh-huh. Try that? Uh-huh. Again. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Two cats crash from the brambles, locked in fight. Nice. One is Tawny Pelt. Huh! The other is the huge black and white tomcat from the two leg nest by Shadow <laughs> If
1: know. you don't respect your woman, Tawny Pelt
0: will. If you don't love your girlfriend, Tawny Pelt will. After this whole interaction, uh, please link me to your um, "Tawny Pelt Pining for Squirrel Flight AU." Otherwise, I've already started writing it, so let me know.
1: If you guys don't link us, head. we'll stop doing the podcast. I'm kidding, but also we're starving. Oh, but I'll be forced to write
0: it. will be forced. I'll be forced to write it. Gosh, they're
1: gonna that they're gonna make you write it. You know, I'm sure people oh, will shit. love it. Mm. They know I can't write fan fiction.
0: Well, Tawny Pelt shrieks in pain as the kitty pet fastened his teeth in her throat. Get him! And Squirrelflight can't sit back and watch her friend get killed, so she streaks across the border and flung herself onto the tomcat.
1: I'm doing like a little Let happy dance.
0: <laughs> girls back together. The girls are back in town. The girls are back in town. They're beating up a man. Beating up a man.
1: Oh, I love this song. <laughs>
0: When she bites down on him, he yowls in pain, allowing Tawny Pelt to pull free. She whirls around to claw his ears, and the kitty pet rolls over to batter both of them with his hind paws before leaping up he's doing and racing silly off into kick the trees. Thing. Yeah, he's doing the silly kick. Scrollfight scrambles up and watches him flee until he's out of sight. Tawny Pelt joins her, panting hard. Thanks, she gasps. He jumped her when she wasn't expecting it. You're welcome, Squirrelflight says, at any time. Will happen. A... Tawnypelt has a haunted look in her oh, eyes. Geez. She gazes warily from side to side, as if expecting an enemy behind every tree. Squirrelflight catches the fear scent coming from her friend, Nothing. and she doesn't understand it. Tawnypelt is a brave warrior in her own territory. Squirrelflight asks if there's something wrong. Alarm flares in Tawny Pelt's eyes, then she shakes her head. Nothing they can't deal with. Yeah, and hedgehogs fly, Squirrelflight says. Come on. She can see something's upsetting her. Surely it can't be that mangy brute. Leave it, will you, Squirrelflight? Tawny Pelt snarled. She's lucky a patrol hasn't caught her already. She shouldn't be here. I love this. Tawny Tawny pelt spun around and bounded deeper into Shadow Clan territory. No, that was too short. Squirrelflight checks that there are no other cats in sight and runs after. Yes. pelt, wait. Tawny pelt halts. Squirrelflight, you mouse brain! She hisses, "Go back!" Oh and my God! This is the most romantic thing off.
1: that has happened this whole book and will happen this whole book. I don't care what right. those clowns have to do- say
0: and she'll be in just as much trouble for letting her get this far. Squirrelflight ignores her and studies her friend closely. Tony Pelt looks thin, her ribs are showing through her fur, and she looks exhausted from more than just this recent fight. I'm not going back, Squirrelflight says stubbornly, not until she tells her what's going on. Tony Pelt sighs. She never gives up, does she? And she crept back into the shelter of the pine tree where they would be hidden from the coming patrols. Oh my god! Just make out! Are you kidding me? Squirrelflight gives her a comforting lick around Tawny Pelt's ears. Come on, she can tell her. That's that's much, That's as close to making out as we're gonna get. <gasps> Take it. Tawny Pelt says they've been having trouble with the kitty pets. Squirrelflight says kitty pets. Tawny Pelt is telling her that a whole clan of warriors can't deal with a couple kitty pets? It's not funny, Tawny Pelt snapped. Yesterday, they caught Talonpaw out on his own. They attacked him and left him wounded. He managed to drag himself back to camp, but he still died. Oh, Tawny Pelt, I'm sorry, Scrollflight exclaims. Tawny Pelt continues. Rowan Claw, who was Talonpaw's mentor, led a patrol to take revenge. And as soon as the kitty pets saw them, they fled back into their nest. And their two legs threw hard things at the patrol. Cedarheart's leg was badly injured. Oh, don't throw cans at kids, or cats. Tawny, yeah. Tawny Pelt curls her lips. Those kitty pets are cowards. They only come after cats who are weak and alone. Squirrelflight presses her muzzle against Tawny Pelt's side. She promises Thunderclan will help. She'll go tell Firestar right away. Tawny Pelt tells her not to be a mousebrain. This is ShadowClan's problem. So Squirrelflight asks, they can't let ShadowClan be picked off one by one without doing anything. Tawny Pelt lifts her head, grief giving way to defiance. Is she saying that her clan isn't strong enough to handle their own problems? I don't know I why you guys jump into that. In end. Do you
1: guys just, like, forget friendship, love, admiration? Y'all just, like, jump to the conclusion that we're, like, right? we think you're weak. No, we're weak. For you.
0: Yeah so weak. Just cause we like, 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 uh, I, it's, it's simping for you right now. It's
1: really the crux of like the entire Firestar clan is they just got like big old softy hearts you can just squish. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not cause they don't think you can handle it. They know you can handle it, but baby, baby girl, why, why, why would you handle it when I can handle you? I love you. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. <sighs>
0: Well, Scroflight agrees that they'll sort them out in the end, but how many more cats will die or be injured? What's so wrong with both clans putting their heads together to think of a solution? And they'd be worse than p- stupid to turn down. P- put your heads thought. together right now. And maybe <laughs> your mouths.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long
0: episode. Tawny Pelt's eyes blaze, and Squirrelflight only just stops herself from flinching, remembering how formidable a fighter Tawny Pelt was.
1: You picked the wrong, like spawn of uh, Tiger Star.
0: Oh, he's so weird.
1: I'm. This has been a this very. I, I have to say this now. This has been a very lesbonic episode. Like lesbionic episode. Hasn't like it? it's been like all about the <laughs> girls. This has been great. Let's be honest, this episode's not about the boys. They've, like, shown up and been annoying and, like, been mentioned. But this one's for the girls and the gays. Mm. Everyone else, you gotta cope.
0: Tawny Pelt lets her fur lie flat. That's for Blackstar to decide, she says. Squirrelflight gives her ear another reassuring lick and promises she'll come right back. Sir? She doesn't care if any cat saw her as she raced back to ThunderClan camp. They have to help. They didn't come this far to let one of the clans get driven out by kitty pets. Before she reaches the entrance, she slows to catch her breath. She's relieved to see her father right away when she enters by the fresh kill pile with her mother. Ashfur and Dustpelt are close by, talking with their heads close and a few tail lengths away Bramblecloth sits alone, devouring a wood. Loser. <laughs> loser. He's just, like, he's sitting alone, like, shoveling a pigeon into his Listen, mouth. Listen, I've been there. Loser. Like, I've been there. I mean, like yeah. I. my
1: lunch today was me driving to Jimmy John's, eating a sandwich and a pickle, and then driving back. But,
0: like... <laughs> But, like, when he does it, it's just funny. It's like, ha, loser. Well, Squirrel Flight races to Firestar and tells him about seeing Tawny Pelt. She says they're being terrorized by those kitty pets, and she told Tawny Pelt they would come help. And we'll find out next episode what everybody thinks about that. I hope that it makes Bramble uh, Brambleclaw explode in jealousy.
1: <laughs> I hope he's like, oh crap, I have a hotter sister. Even hotter than oh, my, my no. half-brother. I have a really hot sister. Oh, no. And I don't mean that in a weird way. Oh, I mean that, that she's hotter than me. She's hotter and cooler than I am. You don't have to worry about Hawkfrost or Ashford. You don't worry about Tawny Pelt coming up and being like, this is my yeah. girl now. Like you said, if you don't treat your girl right, Tawny Pelt will. <laughs> okay. oh. uh, this, like, made me... I've been... I. It's it's all like I've been struggling with like the straightness of like the storylines recently, but it has been a yeah. little bit like uh, it's been a little. It's been a it's lot. been a lot, yeah. and I feel like this. I needed this. I needed this episode. If anything, if this wasn't a fun episode for anyone else, it was a good episode for me. It was. That's all that really matters. I needed this, um, folks. If you needed this too, if you needed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't make that face! My dog is just, no, my dog, sorry, my dog is just violently shaking <laughs> his toys right at my feet. Like, he shakes them so hard, it hurts if they hit You're me. They're gonna kill me! Like, he shakes them so hard! <laughs> you
1: such a face, you were like, my god. Anyway, folks, if you needed this, like, in your soul, then tell us by following us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast.com. Or email us at wcwitcast@gmail.com, And if you want to help out the podcast, best we can do that is share it with a friend and say, hey, listen, this one is for the girls and the gays.
0: Let's be honest. Let's be
1: honest. A good one. This one was gay. Do you hear my Yes, song?
0: I do. I'm very proud of them. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because I'm Emberheart Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats.
1: What is that?